This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result... You'll always be winning with muck delivery, just like Leicester City this season. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. Watching Lester Till I Die TV. in a second do not go away do not adjust your steps here i am i know i was here somewhere uh i was hiding under the table well that kate you know she scares me i got a telling off for not to not getting her on pre-show for the mat for the warm-up oh for, sorry for the for the match on saturday that should have scared me welcome along this is ltid tv it's not the prediction show at all it's the Let's Talk Let's Talk. It's all going well today, isn't it? Uh, welcome along. This is LTID TV One from Leicester Till I Die. Thank you for joining us, either watching on YouTube 
or listening via your favorite podcast platform, whatever that is. If you're watching live, feel free to join in. It is the debate show, so do stick any questions you've got for the panel in the chat. If it's not on the topic we're discussing, then it will get ignored for a while. Uh, but believe me, I will be starring them. So they're not ignored. They are started. And we go back and just fit in as many as we can at the end or as and when we move on to that topic. Um, but we do try and keep it on topic at the time. Um, you can also follow us on any of our... Um, multitude of social media sites which are all across the bottom there which i'm managing to do without brad's finger which is uh, which is a bit of a relief i've got to be honest with you um and you can support us or follow us on any of those so please please do that um as you can see there um i know you've only just got used to ltd tv one and ltd tv the quiz channel and we're going to change it all again. Yes, we. <laughs> I don't change my underpants this often, I tell you. But it's like, it's like going into your favourite supermarket and trying to find the baked beans and finding them being moved to the other end whilst you were away. Um, we have now got LTID TV 1, and Brad will now be looking after LTID TV 2. Yes, he's got a promotion. Uh, he, he's, he's going to be a prefect. He's not perfect, but he's going to be a prefect. Now, he's looking after LTID 2 for us, which is going to be all women's football. Um, we're going to do, uh, well, maybe a couple of shows a week and see how Brad gets on and see what he wants to do. But he'll be covering uh, the Leicester City women, and then he'll also be doing a weekly roundup show as well for um, the Women's Super League. So, women's football, and we're going to come on to the, the ladies and, and, and Sunday later, but uh, that will be covered all on LTID TV 2. Gotta keep gotta keep him busy, you know. He's costing me enough. I think it's him I'm paying anyway. But uh that's so you can and it's a lot easier to find now. Just search LTID TV two and up he will pop. Which is a bit frightening. We've all got to say and uh, any Australians will understand what that is, because that was Skippy that I recorded earlier saying, Welcome along to the team, Luke. You may have seen him on uh, Saturday's uh, Watch Along. Uh, he will be joining us now along with Brad pre, before, during and after. Uh, after it's a good job we got him because Kate can't make it on Sunday. You know, she didn't turn up on, on Saturday morning. You know, she, she was there, not there for the pre-show uh, chat. I don't know where she went. I think she was stuck in the pub. Uh, and then moaned that I never sent her the message. But, I mean, I just presumed that she'd have forgotten her earphones again. But uh, it'll be a full house for the watch-alongs, which is going to be absolutely fan-dabby-dozy. Um, so we're going to welcome welcome Luke along as well uh, to the team. Welcome along, Aussie Luke uh, and Skippy, of course. Right, let's bring my, uh, well, one of my co-hosts in. The first one, uh, well, the aforementioned Brad. Sir, good evening, good afternoon, good morning, good day. How the devil are you? I'm doing well, Chris. Uh, it's uh, I'm doing as well as Leicester's season so far. I'm off to a good, good, I'm having a good start to the week and it's only Monday. I can't wait for Tuesday to probably ruin that for me. But for now, I'm good. <laughs> no, big Cox is in, Richard. How are you doing? Welcome along, sir. Welcome. Uh, did, I don't know how even how a West Ham are doing. I mean, I know you got turned down by Harry Maguire, but then, you know, ex-Leicester players don't want to go to every club, do they? You know, uh, John's in. Good evening. And Highfield's in, in as well. 
I think she's remembered to turn up. I say she forgot on, on Saturday pre-match to turn up. I think she's turned up now. And I don't think she's doing her hair either. So let's bring her in and say hello to Kate. Hi. Yeah, you've oh, with, I haven't got any hair to do that with, otherwise I'd join you. No, you haven't. You've remembered me this time as well. <laughs> I was surprised that I could forget you. Well, me too, to be honest, but there we had it. Saturday, <laughs> I was just left hanging, stood up at the bar. Not good, is it? Oh, dear. Oh, no, it's not. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, I'll slip an extra fiver in your pay this week. Okay, thank you. Wait, she gets paid? <laughs> oh, okay, I see how it is. You Everybody get gets money. paid, Brad, don't you? <laughs> no, funny enough. No, I'll demand. I'll see, my lawyers will see you in the morning, I'll, mate. I'll have a word with my accountant. <laughs> okay, I bet you're, yeah, that, yeah. Are we not yeah, paying? Yeah, yeah. Oh, well, I don't blame you for not paying in there. There we go. I've had a word with your account. Yeah, well, uh, at least you tried, mate. At least you tried. <laughs> well, I am I am trying, apparently. Uh, Stuart, hi, Brad and Chris. Uh, I think that was before you were in Kate, but John says hello, hi. Kate. Uh, hi, John. So it's all, it's all been happening. Um, and we've got a few things to get through. Um, I do just want to bring this up um, before we go any further. And um, Dave, who is unable to make it this uh, this evening again because he is uh, is quite ill, um, we wish him all the best. Like I say, I, I personally think an excuse is to get out of this walk, but he says he's still going to do it. And him and his wife, Cassie, are going to be doing Jeff Stelling's Walk for Football. Uh, the 20th, well, it's the Marathon Walk, isn't it? 26.2 miles from Wembley to Wickham. And it's on the 17th of September. Jeff Stelling uh, will be he's doing that uh, for prostate cancer. Um, I've just donated. Of course, you don't have to. But if you do want to support him, there is a link I have put on uh, it's my own personal Facebook, but I also put it on the group Facebook and the Twitter. It was too long to put in in the thing. It wouldn't fit. It wouldn't fit in the space with a decent size. So uh, do go over to either Twitter or um, uh, uh, Facebook group, and you can click on the link there uh, to a Just Giving page. And please, please support him. Uh, don't. <laughs> it's still it's a lot easier just to donate than it is to do the bloody walk. I don't know why he's uh, why he's not doing it that way. Um, but Brad, we did talk about you earlier. It's all about Brad, Kate. You'll learn this. You'll learn this. It's all about Brad. This channel. Uh, but uh, this is why I'm giving him in his own channel. You see, uh, <laughs> <laughs> the, the women's. It's just to keep me off this channel. That's why. Yes, he's worked it out. Um, Women's Super League, Brad, you're going to be uh, covering it for us uh, when it starts. I think it's at the end of September it starts. Yeah, end of September. It's always a little. It's always a few weeks after after the men's season starts. Just not not just because of the a certain World Cup that's taken place, but because obviously there's a it's, it's a smaller league in terms of numbers, but the quality is still just as good. Yes, Leicester City women will be looking to make it three seasons uh, back-to-back of staying in the WSL. And uh, I have taken the jewelry duties of trying to bring you as much action as I can uh, from watch-alongs to post-matches to anybody who does follow the women's football and wants to be, be on board. Just contact me on Twitter and we can do all sorts of shows 
as we build look to the build up to Leicester City's third season I in know. the WSL. I know. I mean, Kate, the women are, are women are better than the men. Was it ever in doubt? Never. No, I can't believe you've had to ask that question. <laughs> yes, I know what I'm doing. For so long. But then, look, we are going to come on to this, but I will just quickly just say, and I didn't put this up, but there was a lovely picture that um, the, the radio station that I work for, we've got a female DJ who's very much got my sense of humour, and she superimposed a picture of, uh, uh, I think it was Millie Bright in a kitchen full of dirty pans, and it just says, I've been away for two weeks and I come back to this. <laughs> <laughs> and I have to say, I can say, that, that was a woman. Uh, Scott says that about you being the Messiah. <laughs> That works better when Brad allows his hair to grow. That's bad it. It does. I've yet to find one for you, uh, for you, Brad, uh, Kate. Uh, I'm sure I will. Um, but yeah, as well as that, we'll also you're going to be covering, like you said, the, the women's team as well. I don't know how up to date that picture was. Uh, I was rushing today, um, and as we said before. Um, welcome along to, to, to Luke and Skippy, our, our newest uh, our newest presenters on a Saturday. Um, I, you know I'm going to send you the link this Saturday, even though you've said you're not going to be here, Kate. I'll, I've got it in my mind now. Remember to send the link. Remember to send the link. You, know. you just get a green screen of the King Power behind you, Kate, and just fool them into thinking you go in. And then when he sends you one for the aftermatch, go, oh, I wasn't there, Chris. I don't know. <laughs> she's not nasty like you she's not nasty like you look talking of the women uh, and you mentioned this uh before we came live kate i mean it probably i've got to be honest with you was and i'm not i'm not going to criticize because it's very easy to <clears throat> criticize football and i do think we sometimes and we were talking ivan tony as well didn't we before we came live but yeah, Stan Collymore mentioned this, didn't he, Brad, when he was on the show earlier and we were talking about mental health, something a lot of us have sort of gone through. And I've, um, I've, it, it's kind of hit home on me this weekend because I thought I was very much on the up. Uh, and then occasionally it's the old lemming at the cliff moment and you, and you drop off big style as well. Uh, so I don't want to sort of kick anybody while they're down, but it probably wasn't their best performance, was it, Kate? No, I don't think it was their best performance. And a lot of the journalists were speaking to the manager before the game. And I think one of the questions that wasn't asked, which I would have liked to have asked, was she said earlier in the week after the semi that that felt like the final. Mm. And they celebrated like the final. And it felt felt really, really big in that moment. So it, it was an effort to get the girls re-motivated again, to do it all over again. But even bigger game yesterday. And I'm not sure... I'm not sure they achieved it. They certainly didn't play like themselves. It was all a bit, there was no options. Um, it was a bit dull, wasn't it? They just didn't look like themselves at all, didn't create a lot. Um, and couldn't, couldn't really string a pass together at some point. Like it was quite disorganised, quite, um, yeah, just lacking creativity. It was really sad to see. And you just wonder whether it was just a game too much. Well, Dad, yeah, I mean, you watched it. I, I did the watch along for it. You came on, on, on the channel. And are we, I mean, are, are the, the, the Women's England team, um, have we fallen because of our own success? Because we've come to expect so much. And I didn't see one performance, possibly the China one, but there wasn't one performance there that got me excited like they did in 
uh, in the Euros. I mean, we just scraped past Haiti. I mean, you know, that's like scraping past San Marino for the men, isn't it? You know, we expected to do more. Um, and had we come to expect sort of too much from them? Sorry, was that to me? Sorry, I, yeah, the clue in there was when I said Brad at the start of the question. Yeah, sorry. I, 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 my brain heard you, and then you went on a tangent, and my brain forgot who you asked, so then I just switched it up. Hang on a second. Um, hang, on, hang, on, hang on one second. Um, let me plug myself in and charge myself up again so I'm at full battery. Um, I don't know what I see what he's doing there. You carry on. You carry on. I'm just, I'm just yeah, I think, I, yeah, I think I think the one thing that, that was always hanging over... England was the success of the Euros and, and this impressive, um, what was it, 40-plus game undefeated streak. I mean, on, only Australia in a friendly had, um, you know, had um, had beaten us. And, that, and again, that was a friendly, so people didn't really look too much into it. It wasn't like they'd had suffered a shock in there. In ah, right. Right. <laughs> right. Okay, I've learned. The more you know. Uh, no, but I think I think you know people maybe d- glazed over it because it was a friendly, but that would have had the struggles on it, you know, because all of a sudden, you know, I said to you on the watch along itself, recent idea, England went from happy to very rigid in their in their eleven, very very consistent style of play to being very passive aggressive, and all of a sudden feeling the need to play 15, 16, 17, 18 players when that wasn't the, you know, that wasn't the formula that won the Euros. And I know people will say, well, the obvious thing is there, Euros has less than in the World Cup and you can get a different opposition. But but England were also very rigid in that in that sense because they didn't change it. And, and I think that was key for Spain's victory because one thing I did notice throughout the game that never, ever changed was no matter who the key players were for England, whether it was Alatoon, whether it was um, Russo, you know, wh- wh- whether it was Kelly when she came on, whether it was James when she came on, the Spanish knew who they were and the Spanish knew to go, right, you, you and you. And it was always three. It was always three. Go and mark her out of the game because that's where they're going to try and come at us from. You go, we, when, when, when the ball's on the right side, we'll go and mark Kelly out of the game. When the ball's on the left side, we'll go and mark James out of the game. When Lucy Bronze, who for me had a horror of the game, unfortunately, um, you know, when she's trying to drive forward from defence in the field, hound her for the ball because she gives it away and she led to the goal. It led to a few chances. And I think that's one thing that Spain were able to practice as well as preach because other teams have tried it against England that hadn't been successful. And Spain showed that with the right quality, when you come, when, England, when this England side comes up against it, they might now start getting, um, you know, on stock. Now, now, Kate. Um, <laughs> you know that relies on us both being able to read, right? <laughs> damn, damn. <laughs> I know I can rely on one of you. I don't know which one. Um, I haven't done joined up writing, so it should be easier <laughs> for you. Um, I mean, to my mind, you know, you can survive when one or two uh, players don't perform. I mean, you get that every day. And, and, you know, none of those players went out thinking, I'm going to have a bad game today. Uh, it's hard. And I think most of the team didn't perform. Um, to my mind, the goal, you know, the goalkeeper, Mary Earps, was the man, well, woman player of the match. 
Uh, and uh, Chloe Kelly, for me, was a close second when she came on. But are we not giving the Spanish maybe the credit they deserve? I mean, they are currently the, the only team ever in the women's game to hold, the, I think it's the under-17, under-20 and full uh, World Cups at the same time. Uh, so they, they, they had a good game. Yeah, they had an excellent game. I don't think there was many people that put a foot wrong. I thought they were very organised, very clinical, and they just took took their chance. It was a great finish. Um, mm. and they were just all over us. They marked. They were like Brad said. You know, there was a few players around each player all the time. Each person knew their role, and we just looked the exact opposite of that yesterday. We just looked out of ideas. Maybe there was some mental fatigue there. Um, and they rose to the occasion, and we didn't. And it's just one of them. Mm. And actually, if I put that, will that stay? Ah, that will stay there. That's good. Uh, and Kate, staying with you, I mean, they had an extra day. Did that make the difference? It could have done. Um, it could have done, but these girls are fit. Um, obviously, Lauren James had, had had some rest. I was surprised she didn't start. I thought when she came on, she did really well and she actually created some chances and she was just class yesterday I thought she stood out by a mile in terms of ability and just being on it she was she was sharp whereas we the rest of them weren't so it may it may have made a difference with another day's rest but I think sometimes the occasion just gets the better of you and and it's just one of those that happen with us we didn't play like we normally do Um, and that can just happen you've got 90 minutes and it just doesn't happen Brad. I keep changing his name. I don't think he realises he's got he's got his name on backwards. Not to me, I haven't. Um, no, 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 I'm doing that. Oh. I'm saying and most people when they have a banner, Chris, right? It's their own name. I know what you're doing. I'm just reminded of the fact that you seem to have a science because you've got your name. Let's stick with okay. Kate, shall we? Okay. Oh. <laughs> Brad. <laughs> <laughs> uh, look, I don't know, God knows what he was on about. Uh, right, I mean, where does this England team go now? Uh, Serena stays, I'm guessing. Uh, I don't know if she wants to move on. I know America was sniffing around. Uh, it's still a youngish team. I think bronze probably that possibly her, her last tournament. Um, where 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 do we go from here? The thing is, with what they've achieved over the past two tournaments, there's there's not really anywhere they can go except for breaking that glass ceiling. And what I mean by that is, is we've seen it in the men's and women's football. You'll get a side that do really well, but they either consistently do really well and and, and, and consistently get to semi-finals and finals of cup competitions but the difference between becoming a, a great team and a world-class team, and this is a chance for this England side to become a world-class uh, golden era, if you will, is they've kind of got to do what the... And I remember the Spain... Funny enough, sadly, so, sorry to bring it up, but the Spanish men's side did it in the, in, in the 2010 sort of The Spanish Armada, then? <laughs> yeah, the Spanish Armada, I remember that, yeah. No, but the Spanish men's team, I, I, I think it was in around the late 2008-2010 sort of period where they, they got to like three finals and won two of them or something like that. You know, I think they went back-to-back, World Cup, Europe and European finalists and, and won two out of three of them, if not all three of them. 
And this is the part where England can, all they really can go out now and achieve, like you said, with how young the majority of that squad is and how many years we're expecting to get internationally, at least out of these squads, how many tournaments for us to get out of them. This is their chance to kind of tie it in a wonderful knot and put a lovely cherry on top of it by next, you know, going far and potentially winning the retaining the Euros by potentially going back, going one, one step further and, 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 and winning that first ever World Cup. This is their time to to really put all the fancy decorations on what has the potential to be a golden era because the only bad thing that could happen to this England side right now is they suddenly just lose that fight. They suddenly lose that grit and determination. They start going out in the knockouts. They don't make it to out the groups and you don't want to taint a history. You know, you want to compare them to Leicester under Brendan Rodgers. You don't want that side of the the spe- you know thing to happen now, where they start going downhill. They you know they, they burn out their energy. That you know their desire kind of fades. Um, so you want this England side to really put the gloss on on a on a, on a golden era for the for the English women football by by potentially winning these tournaments more. Just remember, though, uh, Terry, no, nobody expects the Spanish Inquisition either. Um, Kate, <laughs> I mean, that very much, though, had, um, and we'll move on after this, but that, that very much, to me, had memories of Russia uh, World Cup for the men. Is that, was that our best chance? Was no, there was no uh, America. They got knocked out. Germany went out at the group stage. Sweden uh, fell as well. Was have we missed our chance? Uh, history would tell you yes, we have because we've not won a World Cup for X amount of years for a reason. I do think it falls down to mentality on the day. Um, so that was the best chance that we've had in a long while. Um, but who knows? Who knows in the future? Who knows in the future? There's some. There's obviously some really good young talent there. I think a lot of money's being put into the women's game. I think they said yesterday, didn't they? 200 million Australia have pledged to the game. I don't think mm-hmm. England will be far behind that in the years to come. Um, it's, ju- it's just a case of mentality, isn't it? The Spanish, Portuguese, Brazilians, Americas, they just seem to have these the different mentality when it comes to the, the major occasions. I don't know what it is. We'd love to know what it is, but England always seem left wanting at the end of these things. But I, I'll stick with yeah. you, Kate. Are we expecting too much? I mean, you know, everybody's saying, like, you know, with the men, we got to the Euros, well, we should have won it. It was Southgate's fault, blah, blah. It's funny, we're not hearing all that for this one. And all, all the all the papers were actually very supportive of the team and said how proud we were, all of them. Should we, I mean, you know, to get to the final of a World Cup, all right, we lost it. It's football. You lose, you know, we, we see it with FA Cup games, you know. Sometimes it just doesn't click on the day. And if that happens to be the day, it's like taking your driving test. You can absolutely storm your lessons. If you suddenly got a bit of a headache because it's on the day of the test, it absolutely goes out the window. You know, should we not, should we, well, I think quite rightly, we should be proud of what we've achieved. And absolutely. yes, it was disappointing, but no more than disappointing. Yeah, absolutely. We should be we should be so proud of them. They did really well. Um, the gate, the semi final was the hardest one, wasn't it? I did, I mm. didn't think we'd win that. Um, so they surpassed all expectations with that, especially with Australia being at home. Um, so that was that was the big test, and when we passed that, um, so you can't really say for the future. You'd like to think that we'll build and build and build because we have mm. seemingly improved year on year. 
Um, but it, we'll just have to see, I think. We'll just we'll just have to see. Indeed. But let's let's not forget. No one expects a Spanish Inquisition. There we go. <laughs> Nobody does. <laughs> now, I don't know whether I should come to Brad with this one. Yeah. Uh, I don't know whether he's done his homework, but we've been linked with a striker, Brad. No, we haven't. We've been linked oh. with a winger. Uh, yeah, shows to... how much you've done your own work. <laughs> <laughs> I'm multitasking at this end. You've only got to sit there and answer the questions. Apparently, we have reached agreement over our seventh summer transfer though it's eight because we've got to remember the Villa guy, we seem to be forgetting him, uh, with a €10 million Euro clause. Um, that The deal for the winger uh, is close as uh, Enzo continues to rebuild his squad. Galatasaray, winger. Um, surely we can't get two wingers in that are going to play well in one season, Brad. Well, I mean, history would tell you, no, we always struggle when we're trying to build on a certain side of the pitch. But the way things have been going in this transfer window under Enzo, why not, Chris? Why can't we just get out? Why can't we have a perfect transfer window? It's um, uh, it's, uh, it's, um, it's a very strange window, isn't it? I mean, that another, good, another good thing about it as well is, and I think it was Scott that said it earlier, is um, that's... That if this does go through, which it sounds like it's now here to be happening, I'm surprised we haven't heard some urgency about someone leaving. I will say that quickly. I'm not sure if you've got that to go on to the topic with what Enzo maybe said about certain needs for players to go out before we can bring in. That yeah. might be something that comes to light over the next few days. But the, the one good thing about it is, and it's something we kind of feared might happen and we couldn't get too dependable on this, is a permanent signing, Chris, isn't it? Uh, from what I believe, this is going to, you know, this will be a our player, we own him, we've brought him sort of thing. It's not a loan deal. And if you're saying 80% of our transfer work this season is permanent buys, then that's that's only an extra yeah. added positive. It says here, it will see the winger join on loan, but with a mandatory oh. purchase clause of 10 million. Oh, so, yeah, I think that that will be like subject to games played that, that makes it mandatory. But you'd like to think if it's a success, then we are going to at least. But again, we we have that first option that if he has a blind in season, ten million rubbing around, thanks very much, sort of thing. So it's, yeah. it's not the worst um, deal in the world either way. Ryan uh, has popped in. Uh, it's a Barnsley fan. Good evening, Ryan. You are more than welcome to join us. I uh, hope you are well. Uh, how's your season going? I have to be totally honest with you. I'm not even going to pretend to know because I don't. Uh, so let's know how your season's going. I right, they started up with a 7-0 win against Port Vale, didn't they? Ryan, you might confirm that for me. You had a blind start. Ryan, Ryan will tell us, I'm sure. But also to Ryan, RIP for one of the great sons of Barnsley, and that's Michael Parkinson, who passed away uh, last week. So um, thoughts are with Barnsley and obviously Michael Parkinson's fans. Uh, Kate, I mean, it, it, it's £8.5 million, pounds, €10 million, Euros, and it says here that Aegon himself has agreed a five-year deal with the club. Is that what we needed? Because we've always seemed to know we've had either bought untried players in the likes of Diabati, or we've got loan players in we're like under. Uh, uh, do we do you need a decent permanent signing for it to work? Uh, yes, I think so because 
we've got to be focusing on not only this season but next season and some longevity and you've got a future proof your squad a bit haven't you so you can plan for the future really in terms of forecasting for wages what do we do if we go up what do we do if we don't go up and mm-hmm. um, i think it's important to get the permanent signings in and if he turns out to be a wonder kid um then we could get some big money for him again like we've done with some of our previous signings which have gone really well yeah I mean, they say no smoke without fire, Kate, but the report comes less than 24 hours after another Turkish journalist, Salim Manav, said that the transfer will take place this week unless there is a final change. So nothing's been said by Fabrizio, nothing's been said in The Athletic, nothing's been said Telegraph, uh, you know, just this in the Mercury. But when there's a couple of sources saying the same thing, you've got to be thinking there's no smoke without fire, is there? Yeah, I mean, we've not had the usual people like Henry Wynn to talk about it and some of the other guys that you said as well. But um, when the when those sort of secondary sources start mm. talking about it, and especially when the, the framework of the deal starts to come to the fore a bit, which I think it is, then you'd like to think this is gathering pace and there's some truth to it, really. You do. Uh, Brad, I want to... Ryan was saying you were right. You had to be at some point in your life, didn't you? You know, tonight's the night. (laughs) We've got kids here to witness it. Uh, But John John says here, Brad... um, Brad. (laughs) um, John says, I thought we had to ship out before we could get any more in. You made the point, and I've not read the Pratt story yet. I'm just going to read that while you're answering, but... We, I, I, I did a lot of artwork today for Men of the Match and things like that. And we've got 30 players on the Leicester City site at the moment. Uh, we've got to get that down to 25. If we want to bring in, it's obvious we're going to have to ship out. But was that the problem that we had last season? This trying to ship players out before we can bring in. Do we not have to say, well, all right, they're not going to be part of our plans, but. You know, we can still try and do something with them because I don't different uh, windows close at different times over Europe, don't they? Have we got to sort of bite the bullet? Otherwise, we'll be in the same situation as last season. Yeah, that's that's probably something to do with it. And a lot I've, I've said since day one that Enzo will want to get his business done uh, as quick as possible. You don't want to be bringing somebody in two days or a day or, or on the day of the transfer deadline closing who who in, especially in an area that you know you need to get uh some some quality and depth in so to get it in now with just uh, just under two weeks ago it isn't the end of the world because he's managed to get you know six or seven players in already so he's it's not like we're suddenly only just making waves in the transfer market but it's an area of concern i think that may be why the whole loan to manage thing we probably said look we thought we was going to get rid of one or two players. We're struggling a little bit, but either, you know, maybe maybe we're talking about a player who next year can go for free and it won't matter so much. So we can definitely pay the fee we've agreed and, and they've gone, okay, then we'll make it mandatory, but we'll, we'll agree to make it a loan um, so you can make sure your finances aren't broken this season. We still have to do FFP. I know we lost a lot of players. So there's a lot of things in conjunction with why this deal might be a little bit well, what you know, it's almost like you know, take the loan now, pay next year, sort of thing, if you will. So maybe there's that behind it, and and it's smart, you know, work around it. If Chelsea can go and spend four billion and lose three one to 
West Ham just thought I'd point that out. They lost West Ham 3 1 after spending 4 billion. Was it 4 1 in the end? I saw it at 3 1. I saw it. I didn't know. I didn't know it got worse than that, mate. Yeah. Oh, dear. I, 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 oh, I, I, I have a tit that Telemans was only a substitute again. Yeah, he was. Yeah. yeah. Oh, dear. That was funny. But yeah, uh, I mean, that, that could be why the deal was a little bit concussed. And yeah, I know we probably have a luxury to be a bit more free to do that. So it's probably not 100% necessary. But like you said, um, you know, it's 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 a big squad we've got now. Um, I know that I know it's twenty five is the max we can register, but we have also got to our advantage, like I said to you before. That if we got Nielsen, homegrown players under twenty ones don't actually need to be registered, so they'll still be available throughout the season. But um, yeah, it seems like that's that's played its part in the reason why it's probably kind of reignited again, why it kind of cooled down a bit for a while. Okay, Originally. great question to you. Um, have we got to bite the bullet and say, look, we, you know, we're going to have to get these players in and maybe try and ship these out, like you say, let the contracts run down, whatever. Otherwise, we're going to be stuck with these players again. Yeah, I think so. I think there's got to be some some forcing of the hand behind the scenes, hasn't there, really? Like people like Castagna, that type of player, is just we just need to get rid of if he's not going to play. And Daka is another one as well. Like He's not really featured at all. He's not been in any, any of the squads. So... Um, we do we do just need to force it really. Um, but I don't know how you can do that. I don't know how you can do that unless the player finds a club they want to move to for the right figure, for arguably a pay rise, which they'll probably only move for. Then it's very difficult, isn't it? You it is. We, we saw that with Estegard, didn't we? Yeah. Your favourite player. Uh, <laughs> talking of favourite players just a sidetrack I did have a, a comment earlier a message from Dave uh, about Peter Taylor we'll, we'll come on to that in a second but uh, I did say to him we would as soon have Prime Amati or Prime Junior Lewis and he did say, he did say it was a bit like uh, the choosing between the Black Death and AIDS or something like that <laughs> so, but yeah I mean but, that, but then again Kate I mean Okay, let's say these players don't go, and Pratt apparently it was just, it was an injury. Maybe they need to learn to come out and explain to us what's going on, because again, otherwise we're going to end up with a load of rumours uh, and what have you. But if the likes of say a Castagna does stay, is it the end of the world? Because he he's, he was a good player. It all depends, doesn't it? Because if he's not playing because of his own desire to leave and he's being a bit of a idiot about it then it's you don't want to go past the point of no return okay well we won't play you so you remain injury free see if you get your move then if not we might include you it, it, it's a bit of a gamble it depends what kind of um temperament he is and what kind of relationship he's got with Enzo because if he's mm. not got off on the right foot with Enzo because ultimately he wants to leave then he'll just be in the on the training ground for the next eight months won't he really yeah yeah, I think Ryan's enjoyed writing that last comment uh, as well. <laughs> <laughs> a bit of Yorkshire rivalry. Um, Brad, is Castagne looking at it and going, well, it worked for Telemans? And I said this, if you remember, a while ago, that are some of the players looking at what Telemans did and thinking, yeah, I could do that? What, warm Villa's Billy's bench? Well, no. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah. I'll give you that one. That was good. No, what I'm saying is like, you know, okay. 
hang on and hang on. Uh, I did like that one. That was very good. Um, but yeah, I, I'm, I'm just worried that players have looked at um, what Telemans did, Brad, and, and would probably think, yeah, it might work for us. I'd be very, very, very disappointed if that was the case because, you know, the one thing that Tillemans had working for him in that situation is, is Brendan Rodgers was so far up his arse he could have worn him as a Halloween costume. So he was never in danger of not playing, let's face it. Um, uh, whereas Enzo, you know, Castagne and East won't have that luxury of Enzo. Mm. Uh, I mean, you want, you, you know, you kind of want to counter it. I've seen him on the bench. The cameras pan to him. He looks happy. He doesn't look like he's causing a, a fuss. So I think maybe whilst his intention is he wants to go and play at a, a high quality league, which is his right to, to want, you know, he's not sitting there causing a stink. He, he's, 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 he's laughing and joking with his teammates. So I don't think you're having a distasteful um, situation at the club, i.e. Um, Castagne causing aggro on the training ground, you know, we've not seen him being slung to the under-23s or is, whatever. Brad, is that we're, we're looking at, he's not been offered a contract yet, I don't think, has he? Yeah, but why would you offer somebody who's just... No, what I'm saying is yeah. was offered one and refused to sign it. Yeah, 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 and again, and, and again, you know, only if you feel you've got that position of power, like Tillemans did, where the club were desperately trying to get him to sign and offering him everything they could afford to throw at him, um, then, yeah, yeah, of course, if that's the case, you get the feeling that the player's going to go, well, I'm going to take this club for a ride and 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 um, get all I can out of it. Like I said, nobody has that luxury of Enzo because he's very fresh to the club and he doesn't seem to particularly have favourites or at least it doesn't seem that way just yet. So... What, what, what benefit any player would get trying to take this club for a ride right now, I have no idea. And, and how they'd manufacture it, I, I don't know. I think it's just simply a case of wait till the transfer window closes because how many... You know, you don't want to burn your bridges. If you chuck him in under 23 just because he says he wants to pretend... You know, he potentially wants to play at a higher level and you chuck him in under 23s and 18s and tell him to F off and he's never going to darken his doorstep again. Mm-hmm. And then... All of a sudden, Juventus changed their mind, or he changes his mind because they're not in Europe, and he, this move never materializes, and he doesn't leave the club. You know, I, I, then what happens? It becomes real awkward meeting in the morning, doesn't it? Because you want to keep a player on board who kind of maybe goes, ah, you know, without saying the exact words, will will basically go up to manager and go, I've realised that I'm not as wanted or maybe as good as I thought I was, maybe the championship isn't above my pay grade. Can I have another chance to prove my, my worth and, and, and make my way into your team? And if he does have that response and attitude back, I would not be opposed to Castagne playing this year. And, it, and and again, if he doesn't go in a window, Chris, it's an area already we've got cover on. So yeah. it's just good depth to have in the squad. I mean... Kate, is it not good that players want to play for better teams? Is it not show ambition? If there was a, well, yeah, all right, this is Leicester, and I'm up, I'll stuff at Leicester wherever I am. You know, it's like, you know, in your, I don't know what you do for a job, but surely you've got ambition to, to improve and move on and, and get higher up, whether that's with the same company or even, you know, with a different company. Surely that's a good thing. 
Yeah, I, I completely agree with that. I don't. I'd never mind a player for wanting to go to what they interpret to be a better offer. The same with anybody who moves jobs. But what I do have qualms with is players who can't get the move that they want or do have a potential move, probably a sideways move, but for less money, so won't take it. Now, I can't, and then don't want to play for us either. So they just basically sit there and take their money, like um, what's his face did for Sunderland before. Um, it's it's a tough one, isn't it? It depends on the player's temperament and attitude around it, I think, where which which makes or breaks it, really. Yes, yeah. Um, you did... You, I'm going to ask you this again, and I'm, you know who I'm going to ask you about, because you actually admitted it was all right on Saturday. <laughs> I thought you'd re-quote this back to me. Yes, you knew that. If I have, you're lucky I've forgotten to clip it. Um, but, it's not used to get stuff, is it, Chris? That's no, no, it's not. No. Um, I mean, I, I'm I'm just trying to get my head around Sutar, why he hasn't sort of fitted in. Uh, obviously, there's something that Enzo doesn't like about him. Uh, and Vestergaard. I mean, can could you see Kate Vestergaard being offered a, another contract? Um, yeah, I'd never say never. If he if he plays to Enzo's liking, he did all right on Saturday. If he has mm. games like that every week, get some consistency. And also, I think we, we can be harsh on people. He's had no way or route to build his confidence up, has he, at all. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Away days are great, but when you can't play away, there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with Muck Delivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. In this no. Leicester team at the minute for the last couple of years, he's had no route towards that. Um, so if he plays like he did on Saturday, didn't cause mm. any havoc, didn't make any errors... Um, would like him to see him use his head a bit better, then everybody deserves a chance. If, you, if you're good enough, you're good enough. But we just know what his weaknesses are. But maybe Enzo will work with him and make him more aware and, and play around it. I don't know. But the Sutar thing is weird. He doesn't even put any sort of training pictures on his Instagram or anything anymore either. You know, like they used to put the Getty mm. images training and stuff like that. He doesn't do that either. It's always either um, Scottish national photos or just photos you know, with friends or people's birthdays and stuff. He doesn't even interact with Leicester City anymore on his socials either, which is really interesting. So I think he's he's all but out. Yeah, I think you, you, you're right. I, I mean, but then, it, you know, I suppose backing that up, Brad, was it so Unchewals used to put uh, Jim pictures up? Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, we all know that, unfortunately, and it is unfortunate because it, it's one of them, it's not a case of um, one that got away. It's more a case of we, we were robbed as fans of a potential couple of seasons of decent centre-back options, i.e. having Soyuncu 
over Amati, who's Dave's favourite player in the world. Um, you know, so, you know, that was a different story. This one, I'm, I, I'm sorry, I stand by what I say. This just feels like it's on the player. Um, I feel like he had a, an argy-bargy when things were going wrong at the club. You know, I've said it now. Three managers haven't really spoken anything about him highly or anything. You know, Brendan, who brought him here, um, he seemed to drop out of favour with him very quickly. Um, he's sulking on social media with, you know, not relating to the club at all. And that's not doing him any favours with his fans to have any sympathy with him. What was it Dean Smith said after after he, he actually played him in the game? Oh, he won't play next week because he's too tired. I know, Kate, I think it's you that's brought up the fact that he came with us for an ACL. And I, I get that to a point, but pull the other one, mate, you're tired. I, I, I would go out there and, 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 and collapse on the floor, dying, and, and, and come back next week and play if it meant playing football for, 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 for 10 grand a week, let alone what he's probably on a week. You talk about players eating up the wage bill, get rid of him. Uh, because Enzo doesn't seem to care for him, doesn't seem to like him. You know, we, we talked about, Chris, the, the, the big, the, the faint, the famous six, if you will, that wanted out the door and then had one training session or one one epic speech from Enzo and suddenly changed their minds and wanted to leave the club. And he's just he just he fills me with Kevin and Perry syndrome. He just feels like no matter what he's told, no matter how many times someone tries to put an arm around him, it's oh it's not fair. I won't play here. Fuck off then. Get out of the club. I, I'm not asked if he goes and and if he wants to go and join the Bell End at Celtic. Who, by the way, uh, got knocked out of the cup? <laughs> saying, um, lost two on to Kilmarnock. Welcome, welcome back to Celtic, Brendan. Then by all means, club. You got to remember that. Yeah, oh, yeah. Sorry, I forgot their reserves are bigger than Leicester. Yeah. So yeah, sorry, a massive club <laughs> got knocked out um, by Kilmarnock. <clears throat> I didn't say anything. I thought, I thought you were going to. Sorry, you were just clearing your throat. I thought. I've always, see, I've always been told that if a woman's clearing her throat, then usually she, she wants to say <laughs> I'm not about to say something of, of weight, don't worry. <laughs> no, no. First of all, I'm going to actually at this point, and this may shock you now, because I'm going to make a, a very, very public apology to Brad. Because we, I know, I know. <laughs> 47 minutes, 47 minutes. Clip it, clip it, everybody. Uh, if Kelechi Inacho ends up leaving the club, I think I may have jinxed it. So I was doing all sort of man-of-the-match slides ready for after each game, and I forgot to do Kalecchi and Acho. So that's kind of... <laughs> I'm sorry, Brad. I'm sorry. I like to own up to my, my mistakes. My bad. I'm sorry. But... Uh... <laughs> we'll talk about this afterwards, Christopher. <laughs> I know you're in trouble. I've used your full name. That's, that's a couple of points I'll lose in the prediction league. Um, couple, but, uh, couple. You get you get an FFP docked, mate, over here. You're on minus twenty. Just a sidetrack onto. Um, I might put me. In, I'm still not being in plus yet. This this does, Kate. I just want to bring this up because it did tickle me when Dave sent me this um, this morning during the show. It did. Uh, it didn't really put me off me uh, me me breakfast. Uh, Former England manager Peter Taylor sacked by eighth-tier club despite unbeaten start to season. Ex-England manager Peter Taylor has been sacked as manager of an eighth-tier club from Essex. The 70-year-old, good God, he's, he's there with, um, what's he called, at Paris, isn't he? 
The 70-year-old was appointed manager of Isthmian League North Division Club Malden and Tiptree back in December 2022. I mean, surely, Kate, at what point do you think, give it up? Oh, 15, 20 years ago is the point. Um, gosh, I wonder what's gone on there then. If he's had a successful start, hmm. he's just not a great guy, is he? He's not a great guy. Maybe Junior Lewis finally arrived and that's what put them off. It's not about any morals. I just, oh no. They should have just looked at his CV, what they're doing appointing him in the first place. Well, I think you would have thought in the eighth tier. As a um, as well. Like, there's, there's younger men out there that... Be yes. for that role and- he hasn't he didn't have junior lewis with him um and he apparently as he is unbeaten and they, they just want to take the club in a different direction i don't what, know to being beaten is that what they want they <laughs> yeah. want to stop losing games <laughs> rather, rather lose games up you mate go take us a different direction see you later but kate let, let's stick with you i mean we're record breakers. Piece of piss this championship, isn't it? Oh, no. No, it's really not. I've not seen any comfortable performance yet, but momentum is key and always has been for Leicester. So we've got some real momentum now and sometimes you've got to win ugly. And on Saturday, I feel like that happened really because there were moments where we didn't play great. There were moments where we played really great. Um, and you, It was pretty desperate times at the end. I thought we can't draw 1-1 to these guys just because... We had the better of the play, the first half in particular. That was Cardiff's one and only shot at goal, I think. It was the only time Mads had to do anything. Um, and what a worldie it was. But, um, yeah, it was great for the young guy to get his, get his debut. I think I heard Pipes say on the radio afterwards, I hope that he's not jinxed it like Tete did and he's going to fall off the face of the planet now until... Until yeah. he but um, yeah, what a start. He came on and made himself busy. He looks a big guy. He's got plenty of presence on the park. Um, yeah, so I'm chuffed for Enzo because I don't think he'll be bothered by breaking a record. But it just keeps you out the spotlight and keeps people off your back, which I think is going to be key for him to just keep yes. heads down and focus and build without any noise from the outside. Brad, I mean... <sighs> I mean, it's just nice. I mean, we were, get, we were getting the records last season, but all for the wrong reasons. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we were. It, it was a horrible time. I've always said, though, Leicester go hand in hand with breaking records. And the last time we were in the championship, we broke records. Uh, some extraordinary ones, some very random ones. We had the oldest goal scorer when Kevin Phillips scored against Bournemouth in that game. So we had some fantastic ones. And, and um, you know, I want to, touch on something that was said on um on oh, the interview not, not, not live on air mate oh right okay well i'll do that after nine o'clock um <laughs> when it's the watershed uh no but something that apparently enzo said in this interview on l uh on the lcfc website um you know because i do all the interviews and that and, and obviously it's on bbc but apparently he said that leicester that his current group of players are only 20 percent up mm. to the standard of play that he, you know, they're not, you know, they're 20% of the way to understanding and being able to produce the style of football that he's getting them to work on. And if that's what, if two ones and one nils are 20%, I can't wait. I'd, I'd hate to be the opposition to get the 100% because um, if that's how we're going to eke out results in this division as well, you ask any long term fan of this division, 
you know, someone like a Birmingham fan who's been here for 50 years, it feels like for them. Yeah, you know, they'll tell you that eking out results is probably uh, is probably the scruffiest way to, to, to get out of this division at times, isn't it? Because it's that competitive. When you think about it, though, I reckon of all the games we've played, 20% of each match has been great. Mm. So that's probably where yeah. from. In a, in a way as well. Like 20% has been great. We've had probably 20% where, flipping it, we could have lost that. It could have gone the other way. Like they missed a one-on-one on Saturday. Coventry missed two sitters. Um, so I think kind of, I, I understand what you're saying a bit there, to be honest. But the, the, the motivation and ability, I think, is there. It's just getting everybody to, to do it together. But, yeah. Okay. I mean, you, you said there, yes, you know, if we've been playing... Um, Liverpool's, Man City's, Arsenal's, Newcastle's, we, we won't be winning those games because they would be taking those chances. But we are not playing those teams. We are playing championship teams because that's where we are at the moment. Then hopefully by the time we play those teams next season, we'll have sorted those sort of problems out. Whose name? <laughs> <sighs> I'm sorry. If we are playing the Liverpools, if we are playing the Arsenals, we lost to them when we won the league. We're not we don't get promoted to think we're gonna beat Liverpools and Arsenals. You're going to beat the other fourteen. No, but what, what I was saying was those chances that the opposition are all getting, they yeah. saying, Oh yeah, you know, you know, look at if they'd had the scoring boots on, blah blah blah. As, as Gino De Campo would said, you know, if his mother had have had wheels, she'd have been a bike. Yeah. <laughs> and but hopefully next season when we are playing those teams, we won't be making or giving those sort of gaps at the back. And at the moment, we are playing that standard of team. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I completely get your point. The pace is different. Um, the way they engineer and create chances is different in the championship. So it's not as slick. Um, but you can only play what you play against. I'm hoping that, you know, fingers crossed we get promoted next year and we'll be ready for it and have confidence. The biggest problem last year for us was confidence because imagine Man City, if they didn't have confidence, they wouldn't play anything like they do now. No. It just wouldn't. It's all about confidence and belief. And I think mm. Brendan just robbed us of that. And Enzo... I think has brought it back. He's so he's got so much vigor about him and energy, and you know, jumping up and down the touchlines. What you want to see? And yes. Hopefully that becomes infectious, and yeah, we've got we've got got some work to do. What is it? Forty three games left, but mm. you know, we've, we've got to start somewhere, and it's looking really encouraging. And the transfer business has been positive, and take it each day at a time. I mean, we've not had that sort of energy on the sideline probably since Martin O'Neill but in fairness to to Claudio even he well all right I mean <laughs> Nigel showed something on the side of the pitch Brad but that was usually strangling <laughs> opposition players or swearing at uh, swearing at fans but even Claudio got a little bit excited at times but it is great to see that enthusiasm I mean all right look we've played we've played three games but that's, that's the table. I mean, it, it's looking good. And obviously, like I say, oh, it's a long, long journey to go. But um, what... We've got Leeds this weekend as well, I think. No, Rotherham. Oh, is it Rotherham? Rotherham. Yeah, because you could have gone because Gorinda's not going. Ipswich, sorry. Ipswich have got Leeds this weekend. Ah, 
Right. Well, Le- yes, sorry, Leeds haven't started very well. Um, will Ipswich carry on? They'll either be that surprise team that's come up and, and, and as well, or they will fade out once other you know the teams have got got used to them. Um, but I mean, Brad, it, it still looks good, doesn't it? Yeah, it still looks good, and and you consider all the question marks and doubts and 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 and, and the, the the Rover. Leicester from from our own fans, and that that comes from the mental scarring of last season. Obviously, we all knew that mental scarring was going to have us. I mean, I talked about the hoodoo of the first win, and, and now we're thinking of waiting for that first defeat. Now we we can have them positive for too long, can we? It seems uh, with with the mental scarring of the last eighteen months under under Brendan, but. It's exactly, you could not have asked, well, I, I know you, well, you could have asked for a more perfect start. We could have won 4-0 every game and been top and, and loving life. But you, in terms of having them questions hanging over us, you could not have asked for a more perfect start. Because if this is what Leicester are capable of doing, and I always, I've been saying for weeks now, I've Chris, good teams can win when the going's good, but great teams always find a way to win. And I think against, like Kate said, apart from maybe a 20% spell where we were really good against these three teams, we haven't really played to a dazzling standard to, to, to completely go for it, but we found a way to win, whether it's in the 70th minute, whether it was in the, the 85th or, or, or the 96th, it's 92nd minute, like it was against Cardiff, we found a way to win. And if you're telling me that we get up to that 80% mark of completely dominating and, and dazzling the fans for the majority of, of matches going forward by game week 15 or 16, if we've got a six or seven point gap over third place by that point, it's only going to prove just how vital these nitty gritty one nilers, two oneers are going to prove to be because we will be in a position of power then for, for, for when, when it doesn't always go our way. Yes. Okay. I asked you earlier, um, to give a team performance. Uh, I'm moving forward, hopefully when you go to the games, because I know you're letting us down this weekend and not going because you're, you're celebrating some birthday party that happened about three years ago. Six months um, ago, yeah. You can't yeah. rely on these stuff, no, hey, Chris? Uh, really piss-heads, you, so I'll tell you. Um, but you, you, you gave this score for the team performance. You gave them 7 out of 10. Do you want yeah. to go through? I mean, I think that's probably fair because it was 2-1. We were lucky. We left it very, very late. Um, but, I mean, I, I could go, explain, explain it. I mean, I, 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 but I wouldn't argue with you. Yeah, I think first half, we absolutely dominated. So, we didn't do a hell of a lot wrong in the first half. Obviously, Kletchi went really close. You know, Maddy Badua down the wing was so busy, so good, looked totally up for it and it was no surprise when he got his goal really he deserved that so the first half I think there wasn't a lot to, to be said for our performance really it, it was a worldie that equalised out of absolutely nowhere and that's that's football I think Enzo do you not think, do you not think Danny Ward would have got that? no chance <laughs> no chance no go gadget wouldn't have got that and Enzo even said, you've just got to take it. You've just got to take it. It's it, That's football at the end of the day. You're going to get those random goals out of nowhere. Then second half, and I felt it with Coventry as well, we didn't come out second half again. Mm. You know, we were close oh, yeah. to the blocks. And I feel like mm. teams come into the KP, I think to themselves, we'll try and hit them on the break first half and then we'll give them a go second half. And that's exactly what Co- uh, Cardiff did and Coventry. 
and they came at us hard for that 45 to 60 minutes and we're, mm. we're predictable again in that we don't make a change again until 60 minutes so we're just under pressure from the off of the second half so I think that's why we struggled a bit and why I can't give more than a 70% but obviously the result was great showed great um, tenacity to just keep going which I think we wouldn't have seen last year a um, couple of new people on the pitch just trying to prove themselves. Like the, the debutant on Saturday, God, what a start. You know, he's proven himself. He's brought some respect from the fans already. Um, and Vardy came on and caused absolute chaos. I thought he was absolutely brilliant. I think Enzo said him and Albrighton were the, the players of the match for him. And they were yeah. the two subs. So it's great that we've got the experience to draw on. Um, and hopefully the youngsters, I mean, we, we, we said on Saturday, like, Casta days, just learning off Vardy. I wonder if he's ever met anybody like Vardy in his career so far. Probably not. No. Um, so, you know, we got away with it a little bit, but we did deserve it. But sometimes you don't always get what do you Do you think, Kate, I mean, they scored just before half-time, which was the worst possible time for us to concede, the best time for a team to score. Uh that gave them the momentum to come out in the second half and have a go. But that reminded me very much of like, oh, hang on, this is Leicester of last season again, is that we had all this dominance. Yeah, all right, we had the one goal, but then we went and conceded. And I just hope that we're not going to turn into that team again. Yeah, that's the challenge for Enzo, isn't it? It's breaking some really old habits that are well ingrained in some of the team. Um, and like you said, it's only 20% done. So there's 80% still that he needs to work on. And a lot of that is eradicating what's gone on in the previous two years. I mean, if he can make Wilf into such a forward-thinking player all of a sudden, like he's mm. having a new signing, he's a breath of fresh air. I bet he is loving it as well. Um, I don't know who this is. I thought there's a new signing we'd got. I know. Plenty more um, energy. Um, yeah, so I think it is a work in progress and we've got away with it in some cases, but you make your own look, don't you? I'm sure we'll be on the receiving end of it at some point as well. Oh, I have no doubt. And Brad, I mean, I think you've probably watched the highlights since um, <clears throat> the game finished. Uh, and I've got to say, look, I haven't been Vardy's biggest fan. Uh, and you know, in like the Cardiff game and the Coventry game, you know, I'm sort of saying like, what's he doing? But I think what what he did for the team, would we have got the penalty if he hadn't scored? Um, we haven't got VAR to spend two hours deciding. But, you know, I just think he, I've got to say fair play to him because he did what we wanted him to do. And that was cause a nuisance. And it's just... Yeah, he's... Carry on. Sorry, Brad. Oh, sorry, sorry. Uh, yeah, I was going to say... Vardy now has that thing. He's like that. Um, he's like that cool kid in the movie. You know, when when the character join, you know, joins a, a new school, and like, oh, his reputation, his reputation, man, you got to be scared of him because his reputation. He's a scary man. It feels like the reaction to to the substitutions that Cardiff made because um, I thankfully I was able to listen to the second half, but I have been. The phones. The phones. Oh, okay. I can't read that then. I thought you doing. I thought you showed me a signature to put. And just <laughs> right, the no, you know, like the phones. This older guy that comes in and all you know, and all the kids. Oh, yeah. Them. I mean, that's a. Yeah, that's a very good comparison. So yeah, we've got the fonds of our of our team, and I think you tell that they, they they put an extra defender on. They were scared of what he had the capabilities to do, even though he's an aging player that we all know what Vard is capable of. And he's finally getting that role, Chris, that we've been kind of talking about for 
well, for about 16 months now about Fardy, where he becomes that impact sub. He's he's the substitute that the opposition fans and the, and the players see see him warming up and see his number come on and they go, oh, for God's sake. You know, I thought we just got past dealing with a striker of some annoyance into in, in Kelechi or whatever and, and then they've got to deal with Fardy. And, and, and I, do I think a penalty was, was going to get given? The referee signal seemed to be advantage more than anything, so I assumed that had Cassidy not got 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 a foot on the ball and put rolled it into an empty net, it would have been given. That's that's my take of the situation. So he's just clever and he and he, he sets off panic. I think it was it was either Terry or Boris said in the comments, doesn't he? It was a bit of a genius because it sent panic into them. You know, you do not put an extra defender on if a thirty six for a thirty six year old striker unless he scares the absolute wits out of you and he just showed his old time brained and what he's capable of doing like I said the reputation he comes with whether he whether he's still got the legs or not seems to be enough psychologically to, to really affect work, defenders he kind of had a part to play in the sending off because he was the one that drove into the corner and kept it mm. down there for ages mm. and the yeah. guy was just absolutely reckless to do that twice in two minutes with KDA that was stupidity that's costly for them, really. But Vardy was the one that that sort of started that move off and kept it down that end of the pitch as well, and was just riding. Them. I mean, Jamie Vardy winding people up. Never, never would I have seen that. <laughs> Ran down the wing at one point. Yeah. The length of the, length of the half got got foul, bought the foul at the corner flag, basically, and we're like, that's what Jamie's there for. Yeah, that did. That's the old Jamie. I mean, like you say, that's the difference when you get like a decent referee that makes the decisions. Like as if, I mean, I don't know, as if you would. Um, Kick the ball away in the in the closing minutes of a World Cup final. That's usually a booking, isn't it? You know, but I'm, I'm, I'm being pedantic there. I'm sure. I'm sure. I mean, yeah. Kate, we've got this new. I mean, I was a bit worried. This Cassidy, um, the last Cassidy I knew was David, uh, and that's going back. <laughs> that's back a bit. Uh, but look. He, he 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 said, "I'm not waiting to see whether we've got the penalty or not. I'm having that. The ball's there, and you look, and it's it's like coming back to the women again. The go- the goal that won us the the Euros. It was scrappy. It was sticking a toe out. You don't give a damn when it goes in. And I was a bit worried because he's come with this sort of you know super kid uh, sort of tag, and we know how sometimes tags can." Uh, can, you know, you can't live up to the tag, <coughs> Tete. Uh, but, you know, it's he it looks... Well, I'll say this with you. Scoring a goal on your debut, what, what, what more could you ask? Yeah, absolutely. It'll settle his nerves. It will buy him some grace with the fans. Um, yeah, he couldn't have asked some more, really. He looks a sizeable unit as well. When he came on, he's, he's well over six foot, I would say. He put himself about... But like Enzo said, and I think sometimes we get so deep in thought about strategies, formations, all of that stuff with football. Sometimes it's just the simple stuff. I remember the year that we stayed up, the Great Escape, and the year that we won the league. Loads of match the day analysis was saying at the time, God, they've got five players in the box, Leicester. Like, Schluppy was up there. You've got Riyad, Jamie, you know, even Fuchs was making a rundown sometimes. And like Enzo said to quite a few of the players, get in the box. So you're ready to score. And it's just the simple things. And I feel like we're filling the box a lot more. And ultimately, that's probably why we got the gold mouse scramble. Because there's players in the box to rifle it in the top corner. 
And the same with the first goal as well. There's players there. Mm. It's not rocket science. But Brendan always only had really one or two players. And you're struggling, aren't you? You're struggling. I was going to say, Brad, that was something we didn't see last year, was it? The fact that, that there was players in that box. Yeah, yeah, there wasn't as many bodies in the box. And it's weird because Brennan did have a spell where, funny enough, he was having players. He was telling them, no, get in the box. I want to see you be a bit more fearless. I want you to bear down at goal, like, you know. And last season, it just felt like the confidence was completely knocked out of him. I mean, I was forever screaming at my phone or whatever format I was watching the game on. Um, because some players would get into to to into certain areas, and you could visibly see in their actions and the way they would just pause, stop, not know what to do. Like they thought about shooting, but it was almost like they didn't shoot shoot because if they missed, they were going to get absolutely scolded. And you just felt that. And I'm sure you know, Kate, if you went last season, I'm sure the fans could see that and feel that from from the. the the, the movement or lack of movement from it. And it's just so refreshing. I mean, I know it's one game and we don't want to jinx the debut, but you, the basic instinct, you know, basic, you know, use of your brain to go, no referee's whistle. Nobody's told me not to, not, you know, to, to stop. Bang. Thank you very much. I'm, I'm, I'm using, I'm going to put the ball in the net. And then what, you know, if it get if the whistle blows and it gets ruled out, it gets ruled out, but I'm doing what I know basic, what I've been told to do, put the ball in the net. And, and you, it's, it's not a cryptic puzzle. You do not need to be a rocket scientist to figure out the odds on you scoring are far greater if you're shooting inside the box than you are outside the box. And I think that was another thing last season. We became so dependent on a Madison Yuri, Harvey Barnes out of the box screamer that they almost didn't feel the need to get in the box because they always were looking at they were looking at them to score options they weren't going hey if you need a pass I'm making a run you know where I'm going to be and, and, and that's what we've seen early doors on Dorenzo is these players they're not stopping on standing on the ball going uh, where are my options? They're going with red down, driving into the box because they know if they put a good, a good enough ball across that six-yard box, that two, three, four, maybe even five players are going to be charging to try and get an end of it. I mean, you look at our first goal, Chris. We scored at the weekend. There was there was four or five bodies in front of them that were Leicester players, let alone Cardiff defenders. But it came to him. And he, he, because he just went, if I'm here, I've got more chance of scoring and doing something for the team than I have standing out on the wing. Yeah, no, no, you, you're quite right. I was going to say to Kate, I mean, what... I've been impressed with Marshall since he started. I, I, I liked him in the Northampton friendly uh, when he was actually on the other wing. And I thought he could be the answer to our, to our, our wing problem. But he's certainly one of the answers, I think, to it. And it was, he did take the goal well, didn't he? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's quite a difficult chance, really. And he, he absolutely nailed it. Um, it was a bit crazy in the box at that time. Um, and he took his chance and fair play to him. You know, I think we've got, considering I was a bit worried at the start of the season about wing options, all of a sudden we've got quite a few. Uh, with McAteer, when he comes back as well, we've obviously got JJ. would like to have seen JJ come on at the weekend because I think one point Doyle was just lacking that dynamism that you want from Justin to go forward 
Um, but yeah, what a great what a great day for the lad. We were so chuffed for him. But we said as well, just going off Brad's point about people in the box, like Enzo will have practiced things week in, week out, how we're going to score a goal, when the chances are going to, going to come about. And both goals at the weekend were goal mouth scrambles. So you can't plan for every single goal. I think that's what we Brendan scored from a corner, Kate. I know. I can't, but you know, we, Brendan tried to plan every goal as if like it was executing a war plan. Um, mm. And it doesn't really go like that. Like Enzo's just saying, okay, we'll practice the strategy, practice the formation, but also get in the box so it falls to you. We've got a great chance. And I think that's exactly what happened with, with uh, Maddie Badua. Yeah. Okay, I was going to say to you, when you go to the games now, um, when you come on, if you can give us a vote for the team performance yeah. every time, that would be great. Um, we'll, we'll, we'll rely on you for that. I know you're not going this weekend, but uh, moving forward, any yeah. you do go to, that would be great. Um Man of the match, Brad and Kate. Let's stick with Kate first of all. Man of the match was chosen by Alan, uh, who again, like yourself, goes to the matches. Uh, he, he went for Ricardo. Oh, okay. I didn't. I didn't think he had a bad game at all. Uh, I'm not sure who I'd have picked to be honest. Um, yeah, Ricardo did fine. He he got himself into some really good areas. He got in some crunching tackles as well, which always makes me wince with Ricardo. Um, I wouldn't like to call it. I don't think anybody really did that badly. I thought KDH had a poor game, but yeah, I'm happy with Ricardo. I must admit, Brad, I... <laughs> Let me just hide from Kate while I say this, because oh, no. my, my second choice for Man of the Match would have actually have been Vestergaard. I'm sorry, Kate, I can't lie to you, it would have been Vestergaard. Uh, my Man of the Match would have been Marshall. I think he played so, so well all game. He just runs at the defence. He's not scared, to be honest with you. Were you able to make a decision from what you saw, Brad? I, I you know me, Chris. I, I always love watching I pretty much everything. Leicester. I know, I know. Sad, sad but true. But you do know me, um, and I've watched many extended highlights. I, you know, even especially when we win, I tend to watch the opposition ones just to watch them have a meltdown. Uh, and going off what I was able to see from what I gathered from the game, listen to the second half. Um, there's a few shouts for it. I do have to admit, Vester God was in my mind, but I didn't pick him. I won't say that. I know, I know, I know. She can't hear us. If you've got your hand up, she can't hear what you're saying. It's how YouTube works. Sorry, Kate. Sorry. But he did have a good game. He did have a good game. And whether we like it or not, Kate, he did have a good game. Um, I feel like... Admitting to having a good game and admitting to man of the match are two completely different things. Yeah, don't worry. Like I said, he was only. Yeah, well, like I said, he was only in my thoughts. But one player who I'm going to give credit to because for all the speculation, for all the alleged reports about a certain international manager, and I've had my piece and bit my well, I've not bit my tongue against it. I had an absolute Chris rant special about it. Chris knows what I'm talking about here. You know. He could have easily had his head turned, this player, and I think he's been nothing short short of fantastic for us this season. Uh, I know last season he had a couple of own goals against Liverpool, but this season, for all the talk, he's not let it bother him. He's come out, been committed to the club, and time and time again, he has put his body quite literally on the line to prevent goals and opportunities coming our way. And I'm gonna. I, my man of the match was wild phase for me. I thought he was fantastic. Another top-notch performance. And you know, we talk about Castagne, head turned. That's why he's not playing. He's not let anything affect him with 
you know, alleged international Belgian reports, he has been up there with one of the most consistent performers. So, yeah, wow, phase for me. Um, what, what was my choice? Michael and Faze, Kate, thoughts on those two? Uh, fast is all right. He wasn't. He wasn't one of my top. I know what you mean. I think he's always involved in some crunching tackles. I thought he got caught out a few times, very nearly. But Vestergaard saved him. <laughs> um, yeah. So who was who was else? Who else did you say? Sorry, fast and Marshall. Yeah, definitely a shout for that. I thought he did absolutely brilliantly. He didn't play like a debutant at all. He didn't seem to have any nerves. Um, it was really attacking. And I think Enzo will be really pleased that he did the job he probably asked him to do. And uh, Brad, you went with my choice. <laughs> okay. So I, I have the same power as you do, Chris. Just remember that. I'm just nicer than you. Who was your choice, Chris? Marcel. Was it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, finally, just want to end on this and just for a bit of fun, I thought I'd have a look at the Premier League table. Oh, look, Everton are bottom. No change there. <laughs> Yeah. Couldn't have happened to a nice club. Played two, played two, lost two, even though they bought Jack Harrison from Leeds. Um, and I've got to say, for all the money they spent in 15th place, <laughs> played two, drawn one, lost one, uh, the mighty Chelsea. But look, they've got this long-term plan. They've signed these players for eight, nine, ten seasons. So, you know, it's all a long-term strategy that they've got. So, uh, yeah, in five years' time, when they're building themselves a League Two, they'll be great. <laughs> and top of the table, fair play to them. Two wins out of two, uh, six, uh, eight goals scored, uh, and that is Brighton. So, well done to them. But look, we're top of our league. That's all that matters. Uh, Kate, thank you very much for coming on. Have a good week. Enjoy, enjoy your alcohol-laden <laughs> weekend that you're going to have. Thank um, you. Tell people, tell us where people can. You link up. Your link is in the description below now. But do tell people where they can find you. Yeah, my Twitter handle is at Kate Blakey forty. It's Kate, my and the name is Katie B. K A T E Y B. There we go. That's thank you, Vina. Brad. We know where we can find you. We give us a shout out anyway. Basically, that's any yeah, call on, on a Friday night. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you can find me here. There, like, you can find me. Well, pretty much anywhere. Um, I'm not as famous as Stevie Walsh, so I can't do the song, and he'll, he, so I can't have that as my thing. So you find find me at Full Time Focus because that's the best place. Well, might be changing mine at Chris. We, I was going to say it's the best place for the location to find out when LTID TV two goes live, but that will be changing in accordance now. for you. It's all, it's all changed. It is all. Ah, see, I thought I was looking for the changes. I was like, he hasn't made any changes to the uh, things. But you've no, got you've done all the changes. Work and it should have the new name on YouTube and everything. Oh well. Anyway, you'll find me over on the channel, um, holding it all up myself. I get no hope from Chris. Honestly, I don't. He doesn't do anything to that channel. He just left me to it. All so I'm going to lose everything now. He's going to delete everything. I'm going to be stuck on this. Yes, yes. <laughs> but no, no, yeah. The fact that you admitted that you hold everything up yourself. I mean, I'm well, sorry, mate, but you need to get out more. <laughs> well, I do. I really do. I should get out more, shouldn't I? But no, follow me on my socials. Uh, uh, but the main one to follow me on is on LTID TV too, and go and show that channel lots of love and attention. And uh, yeah, there'll be content flowing out my ears at some point for it's it. Where you go to find all the quizzes and all the women's football? That's yeah, unfortunately, not in the same thing, not at the same point. I don't find the women and the quizzes all there at the same point. 
Although I do believe, let me just, I don't know if I've still got it. Um, Just bear with me here, gentlefolk. Oh, yeah. Just in case anybody was wondering um, how the... uh, That's not working. There we go. How the LTID TV quiz is going. There we go. There it is. (laughs) It's full glory. We don't need to see that. We don't need to see him, folks. We'll leave. <laughs> I can do it as well. <laughs> You'll be on your own, Kate. I know, I'm going to be on my own, aren't I? Hold not, yeah. Holding everybody up like I am with the table. Hey, yes, in there. So oh, I need yeah. you to do that, Bart, but it was worth it, mate. It was all worth it, I tell you. <laughs> Kate, Brad, thank you so very, very much. Kate, have a, say, have a great weekend party. We'll see you if your head has recovered next Monday. Indeed. All right. Have a good week, guys. And you. And see you later, Kate. Um, we will seek, uh, well, we will speak soon. I'm not sure when. Uh, you're on Thursday, aren't you, for the... Um, yeah, so Thursday's preview, we've got the fans sorted for that, and I need to make sure that Craig's back. I heard the public's cry. You what? Is it Gorinda that's doing the Rotherham game with you? No, she she said she won't do it, because I tried, I tried everything, but she said she's too elite for Rotherham, so it's it's a, it's a Rotherham fan that's joining us for that on Thursday, and then obviously, oh, for all those key... I am elite. I am proper elite. No. I am Gorinda. It will never, it will never tire for me. That no, 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 I can't wait for a return next season. I can't wait for a first talk sport interview when she comes back on. But yeah, we're doing that Thursday. Um, so that be that be the usual preview. If Chris, if Craig is available, and get his wise owl opinions and team predictions for that. And then on Friday, uh, a snazzy quick update to to start off with the predictions league uh, with Steve uh, is fully up and running. Um, oh, no spoilers, but um, some of us have had a lot better weeks than others. I didn't like. I don't like this championship. That's what I'm saying, mate. This this league's rubbish. Give me back. Give me the Premier League any day. I can predict that. But this championship's like rubbish. Have, have you struggled, Brad? Have you struggled? I uh, I I mean, I mean, there, there is a chance that I might not be doing so well. But it's, it's all right. I can fix my results. It's not live. I can give myself some points. Isn't it? So, <laughs> Thing is, though, in, in our defence, because I don't think I'm doing particularly well either, in our defence, we had been in the Premier League for nine, eight-odd seasons. So we had kind of had a new who could win and who couldn't win. This is all new to us. I'm yeah, the, 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 this bloody Preston's beating Sunderland malarkey, it's not for me, mate. I, I like to know that I, 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 I want me Man City stuff in Everton days back. Give me that many days. My theory is, my theory is that Bristol City is before Cardiff in the alphabet, therefore Bristol City win. That's how exactly, mate. That's the article I've been using. It's where we're going wrong. <laughs> that's all. That's my knowledge of the championship. Brad, all the best, mate. No doubt I'll speak to you before then anyway, but take care and thanks for everything as always. Cheers, matey. Take care, everybody. Bye. See you later. Bye-bye. So this week, we've only got one game this week. Uh, next week, I believe we have got two games. Um, yes, it starts. Mm. But uh, we have only got the one game this week, So, which is... Rotherham away. We'll be back on Saturday for the watch along when we won't have Kate, but we will have Brad pre, during, and after. Uh, and he'll be joined by Luke and his mate Skippy. What's that, Skippy? 
I know it's a shame Kate can't be there, but, you know, she's getting drunk. What can we expect? <laughs> we'll see you soon. And... Um, Oh, with the League Cup on Tuesday, Babs just told me. I thought that was the following week. Ah, okay. Fair play. Let's have let's have a look. That's just thrown all my plans into um I'd kind of half agreed to go on another show on on Tuesday, so oops a daisy. Um have we really? Let's have a look. I'm not disagreeing with no Rotherham is on Saturday the twenty-sixth. No, no, Tranmere is on Tuesday. That's the following Tuesday, not this Tuesday. That's Pat's trying to confuse me. Oh, do you know what he's like? Um, I think he's been at the old. Don't say anything. Don't say anything. <laughs> yeah, oh my bad indeed, bad. Yeah, oh my bad. <laughs> Just kind of get me panicky there. I'll see you all. Oh, Brad will see you all on Thursday. I'll see you all on and on Friday. I'll see you all on Saturday. Have a good week. It's getting a little bit easy this Premier League, this Championship, isn't it? I don't know whether um, I can uh, I can last. The Premier League? That's so last season. It's all about the championship here on LTID TV. Now, now that's what I call football. You hit the right spot. Thanks very much for watching. Thanks very much for listening. If you're doing, doing that via your favourite podcast platform. And uh, my thanks to Kate. My thanks to Brad. I've been Chris. This has been LRTID TV. This is Arnie. Good night. Thanks for watching. These videos are tremendous. You'd better like them too, or I'll be back. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. That will conclude this evening's entertainment. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.